Hi, and welcome to the Frugal Debt-Free Life Podcast. I'm your host, Lydia Sen, and I am passionate about living a frugal, debt-free life. On this show, I try to keep things as honest as I can because money can be messy. We are messy humans, and we need to have honest conversations about what personal finance looks like because it does not always fit inside of a cash envelope. This week, we're going to talk about reducing holiday stress, both when it comes to the holiday itself and your budget. Did you know that higher stress levels are actually reported around the holiday season? I know. I thought it was supposed to be the most wonderful time of the year, but it's stressful. (laughs) It's stressful. Apparently, this is when a lot of people feel the most stress out of the year. I read a 2006 study from Harvard Medical. You know, the study's kind of old and the the demographics and the statistics would probably be higher now considering a pandemic, but it said about 62% of the people they surveyed reported elevated stress levels during the holiday season. Now it did not give a sample size, but 62% over half, I would say, yeah, you know, half the population probably does feel an increased amount of stress during the holiday season. One of the reasons they cited was that it feels overwhelming to manage everything. And I will link the study in the show notes, but it talked about the increase in stress due to the shift in our executive function. And the executive function is what controls our ability to manage time and complete tasks. And when you have extra tasks that you are required to complete by a deadline, as well as sensory overload from all the extra things going on, it adds to your body's stress. It's very interesting. I know you're probably bored with me talking about the sciencey stuff, and I will link it in the show notes, but let's talk about some of the ways that you can reduce your own holiday stress. So I am a list maker. I love a good list. And so before the holidays even begin, I like to sit down and make a master holiday to-do list. And I feel like this is learned behavior. Last week at Thanksgiving, I looked at my mom's counter and she had this typed itinerary of everything that she needed to do to prepare for Thanksgiving, every recipe in order of how she wanted to make it and what she would need. It was so detailed and I'm not at that point yet, but I feel like maybe I watched her make enough lists long enough that that's where I developed my love for them. But I write down everything, um, movies I want to watch, cards I want to, you know, who I want to send cards to, things I want to bake, recipes I want to try, gifts I need to purchase for people. If I have everything already written down and planned out, it makes things so much easier. But I also know that I need to prioritize that list because I'm a human and so are you. And we have a limited capacity, both in our time and our energy levels, and of course in our budgets. And sometimes we start with the best intentions, but we are limited in our resources, in our energy reserves, in our finances, in our time, we are all limited. And so not everything on that list is going to get done. And that can be disappointing, or we can accept it for the reality that it is. And so prioritizing that list is very important. 
We have a lot of meaningful traditions in our house, a lot of things that our kids look forward to, a lot of things that my husband, who is a big fan of Christmas, looks forward to. And so we place a priority on time together. And maybe that means we don't participate in every function that we're invited to or everything that comes along. And instead, we focus on the things that have had the most meaning. Another thing is that it's really important to set expectations and to sometimes temper those expectations and to have these conversations both internally and with other people. So for example, if you have children letting them know, this is what we have going on for the week. These are the activities we can choose from, but we're not going to be able to do everything. We can only do two or three because we have school and we have other functions. And I know that in my house, I have a kid who has sensory issues and we have to place a high priority on rest. And so that's a conversation that we have to have with him so that he knows what to expect. But these aren't limited to just children. We as adults need to set our own expectations and have conversations about expectations with other grown-ups. So for example, my parents have rented a cabin in the mountains for my family, my parents, and my sister's family to all spend some time together before Christmas. And that's going to be our Christmas time together. My sister and I decided that instead of getting gifts for the nieces and nephews this year, we were going to plan some outings together. And while we were planning this, my sister said, well, I need to know what mama's expectations are so that she's not disappointed. And I said, well, let's go hop in the kitchen. She's in there and we'll just ask her. And, you know, she'd worked so hard on planning this trip and I just wanted to know what she was expecting so that she wouldn't be disappointed. And she laid out a few things that she wanted to see us all do together and a few activities she wanted us to complete. But other than that, she didn't have a ton of expectations, but it was good for us to have that conversation up front. We know that when we get there, what can be expected, how we can schedule our time so that everyone has great family time together and no one is disappointed. And I'm a huge fan of just asking people what they want. It doesn't have to be a mystery. Tell people what you want, ask people what they want. It doesn't make you blunt or rude to ask someone what they're thinking or what they want out of a situation. Clarity is kindness. I think it was Brene Brown that says that. She says clear is kind, unclear is unkind. And so ask people what they expect, tell people what you want. And this includes gift giving. (laughs) If you want to buy someone a gift and you want to make sure that it is something that they're going to actually use, just ask. Yes, it's great and it's important to put a lot of thought into a gift, but I actually want to give people things that they're going to want. I, I don't want my money to be wasted and I don't want their time to be wasted. And I want to give them something that is meaningful to them and that they are actually going to use. My aunt actually texted me over the weekend to ask for ideas for my kids. I had a specific list already in my phone. It relieved the stress for her. So she knows exactly what to get. That does not mean that we are not gracious gift recipients. Even if someone gives us something that we really don't care for, we can say thank you and accept it graciously. But doesn't it make it easier for everyone involved when we're just 
We ask and answer honestly. Okay, let's talk about some ways to reduce your stress that come from you. I asked my Facebook community what were some of their tips, and I wanted to read some of these to you. Also, my four-year-old is very excited. I don't know if you can hear him in the background. I gave him an advent calendar this morning, and he's just excited. So if you hear his sweet little voice, you know what's going on. Okay, so I loved some of these answers. One of my favorite was, remember, it's a spirit of joy and not the dollar value. And I really love this because I think we can get caught up. And if we're honest, we can view gift giving as transactional. That feels icky to say out loud, but let's be honest, at some point, all of us have had this thought and it's not what it's supposed to be. We're supposed to give out of joy and give out of a loving spirit. And sometimes we can get caught up in things that don't really matter. Someone else said, I only do things when I want to do them. We used to set a date and pull out all of the Christmas stuff and decorate, but by the end we would be exhausted. Now we put the totes containers out and we decorate when we are in the Christmas spirit and only a little bit at a time. Christmas should be enjoyable. I I love that. I agree with that. I do set a date for myself because I'm very much aware of how my brain works. And if I set out the totes containers, it would be Valentine's Day when I'd be putting up the tree. But I love this idea of just going slowly and taking things as they come. I'm a deadlines person, but it's okay to do what brings you joy. Sometimes we need to rework or reconfigure how we're going to do things. Also, acknowledge that it's okay to do things differently. A couple weeks ago, I put up a video on my YouTube channel about what I'm getting my kids for Christmas, and I talked about how on Christmas morning, they are going to get two books, a book to open because my kids love reading, and a Lego set each, and that... For their big gift this year, I've put together a binder of 12 activities that we're going to do throughout the year. And these were things like going to the amusement park, um, going on a dolphin cruise, going to this really cool indoor golf place that hasn't opened yet, but will in a couple weeks. And I've already purchased gift cards and I've, you know, I've bought everything for us to have these experiences. And 90% of the comments were, oh my goodness, that's such a good idea. Or I did this last year and my kids loved it. Or I'm saving this idea for the future. But there were a few people who hated it. They talked about how they think I'm a lazy mom, how I'm so lazy and I don't want to buy real presents for my kids and how disappointed they're going to be. Even though I have bought all of the stuff already. And maybe, maybe I had already talked to my kids about it and gotten a feel for the situation before we decided to do this. But I just want to remind all of you that it's okay if your family prioritizes things that other families don't. I don't think my kids need any more stuff. And I don't think they're going to be disappointed because I didn't get them more stuff. I think they're going to be excited to go on these adventures because my kids love adventures. They love quality time. They love getting to go and do stuff. You know your family better than anyone else does. And you know that maybe your family doesn't handle a million activities well during the holiday season, or maybe your house is overflowing with stuff and you just don't want to live that consumer lifestyle anymore. Or maybe you're the opposite and y'all want to absorb as many Christmas things as you can. And you love a pile of gifts under the tree. You do you. Do 
what you need to do to enjoy your holiday season. It's okay for you to do your life any way you want to do it. And social media is wonderful and fun, but it's also a toxic place where we see only the good, only the highlights, only the positives and nothing else. And so it's really easy to start to compare and feel bad about what you were doing for your family. Stop. Your family is in, is your family. And what is important to you may not be important to someone else. And it may not be understandable to them, but it's okay because you don't have to live their life and they don't have to live yours. And it's okay to focus on the things that you want to focus on. Okay, so I hope this has been helpful to you. Let me know what you were doing to reduce holiday stress. You can find me at frugaldebtfreelife.com or on social media as Lydia Sin. I'm on Instagram. That's it. And YouTube. I would love it if you would leave a review of this podcast. You can swipe over the artwork wherever it is you're listening and leave a review. That means a lot to me. That is how people find the show. Thank you for being here and I'll talk to you soon.